Yo, welcome to another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live, your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. We cover breaking news, culture, magic warfare. We will be your guide through the separation of money and state. Another interesting development. Uh, super, super, super strange. I mean, it's strange because we're living through it, but it's not really strange if you understand Bitcoin's incentives. Bitcoin's incentives are absolutely irresistible and that's why we're here so what am i talking about um some rumblings coming out of of hong kong specifically that they want to become so-called a crypto hub and you have to understand something about hong kong and i'm sure you guys saw the hong kong protest right is that it was a british colony that was handed back to china but China decided to keep the government of Hong Kong, like the way that Hong Kong ran itself, separate uh, from the way that mainland China ran itself. Over time, you know, the the CCP started to pull Hong Kong back into their into their grit, their their grasp. You know, they they you know they got rid of free speech. They put a lot of people in jail. You know, so you would think that they would stick with the regulations. Um, or the way better said how they how the how the how mainland china sees bitcoin just ban it outright it's illegal you're not allowed to use it you would think that that same type of thinking would apply to hong kong but that's not the case at all right and why is that well bitcoin's incentives not to mention the fact that even after and i love using this example because it highlights the power of bitcoin's incentives right we all know about number go up technology i don't need to tell you guys about that but if you look at the infrastructure layer like the infrastructure behind bitcoin right the bitcoin mining aspect side of things when the ccp banned bitcoin mining within their borders the hash rate fell by over 50% right and you know coincidentally this was in the middle of of, of the last bull run Right. And I would like to believe that, you know, definitely um, put downward pressure on the price. Right. Because a lot of these miners had to sell Bitcoin to relocate. Anyways, the hash rate recovered in nine months without any central authority, without any CEO telling them to pack up and move. It was people chasing profit. It was incentives alone. So that's what we mean by Bitcoin's incentives are irresistible. Um, and. If you zoom out and you compare this to what governments are trying to do to hold on to that privilege of being able to create money for free that everyone else has to work for, their last hurrah, you know, we, we covered Augustine Carson's this, this week, is the central bank digital currency, right? And the central bank digital currency is going to require coercion for people to use it because it doesn't fix the problem as to why I believe most people are going to inevitably opt out into Bitcoin. It doesn't fix inflation. Central bank digital currencies, you know, if you believe them, is just going to make payments more efficient, right? But what if you just want to use the money that doesn't steal from you in the first place? What if you want to use that, right? And central bank digital currencies don't fix that issue. So why am I saying this? Because CBDCs require coercion and Bitcoin has incentives and I think incentives are going to win the day and I think what happened in what what happened in Hong Kong is another representation of just that bitcoin's incentives are irresistible even to the CCP anyways I want to bring on our very special guest today he works in the the nuclear energy industry and I you know you guys know how I feel about bitcoin and energy you know the very, very closely knit uh, relationship there. So we're going to talk to him a little bit about that during the culture segment. So welcome to the show, my friend. And of course, my always optimistic co-hosts. How you doing, Opti? Doing wonderful, man. I, I'm, man, another day in paradise, another day doing what we love. So it's, it's hard to not be optimistic, Nico. But man, I'm excited for this. Uh, I, I'm just trying to get get all into it, dude. We've already wasted five minutes. Nico, let's get into the news. We need let's Nico get Jones. Into, let's get into it. All right. All right. Everybody, let's get let, let's start the show. Let's do this. The Bitcoin Numbers. 
brought to you by Noddle. At this point, you should be running your own Bitcoin node. If you don't use your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. And if you're a digital nomad, you have absolutely no excuse because now you can run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit noddle.eu today. Speaking of energy, the focus of the Bitcoin 2023 conference in Miami Beach, Florida, 8th, 18th to the 20th, the biggest Bitcoin conference in the world. They're going to they're going to focus a lot on energy this year. In fact, one of the sponsors is Shell, one of the largest energy companies in the world. So very exciting to see what type of content, what type of announcements they make. You guys could use the promo code simply to get a 10 percent discount too the Bitcoin 2023 conference in Miami Beach. Anyways, let's check out some of the speaker list. It's Michael Lewis, Arthur Hayes, Michael Saylor, Jack Maulers, Alex Gladstein, Stacey Herbert, Matt O'Dell, Lynn Alden, and many, many more. You guys don't want to miss the biggest Bitcoin celebration on planet Earth. Promo code simply to get a major discount to your tickets. At the time of recording, the Bitcoin price is 23180 Sats per dollar is 4,314. Block height is 778,133. Reachable Bitcoin nodes is 15,360. Blocks to the halving 61,867. Having estimates April 22nd, 2024. Total Lightning Network capacity is 5,401. Capacity value, 125 million U.S. dollars. And the realized monetary inflation rate of Bitcoin is 1.76%. And the market capitalization of Bitcoin is $447 billion. Anyways, some bullish, bullish news for you guys. Uh, shout out to the to our friends at No BS Bitcoin. They're, they're freaking awesome. Um, and they dropped... And it's interesting, you know, it's in the name, right? They, they really only drop news that they think is no BS. And I think this is absolutely massive. And I think not only does this highlight Bitcoin's incentives, like people, you know, people want to opt out, but the year over year growth, I think is the most striking uh, figure. Anyways, the headline for audio listeners, Cash App users bought $7.1 billion worth of Bitcoin in 2022, quote, Bitcoin gross profit was thir was $35 million in the fourth quarter of 2022. The, the total sale amounts of Bitcoin sold to customers, which we recognize as Bitcoin revenue, was $1.83 billion. So put the profit aside and all that. We're not really concerned about that. But what we do find very, very interesting, fascinating was the amount of Bitcoin that was bought. That's a lot of people that are stacking and also the year over year growth, right? So in 2018, we had, they had a $1.3 billion of revenue in 2019, 1.89 billion in 2020, 2.73 billion in 2021, 4.42 billion. And in 2022, 5.9 billion, almost $6 billion. And you could surmise that that's just more people buying more Bitcoin and year over year, there's even more interest in it. Anyways, um, for the full year of 2022, Cash App generated $7.1 billion of Bitcoin revenue and $156 million of Bitcoin gross profit, down 29% and 20% year over year, respectively. So it looks like 2022 isn't uh, is starting off as strong. Anyway, so let's check this out. Uh, this is... Also kind of, hmm, what's the word? This is backing up uh, the theory of the case, right? Because we are speculating. Right? Their speculation is that, oh, more people are buying Bitcoin. Plebs are, are stacking the dip. You know, this is what's happening. Look at the revenue numbers from Cash App. You know, this is what must be happening. But this is a stat that we looked into the one, uh, you know, not too long ago. And it's addresses with one Bitcoin or more. Right. And that also made an all time high. And it, it surprisingly, well, not really surprisingly, um, that just went parabolic when Bitcoin made the all time lows back in November when it was hovering around the 15, 17 K mark. Right. So the amount of addresses with one Bitcoin or more is almost at one million. It's currently sitting at nine hundred eighty thousand four hundred and nine. And that coincides with the cash app numbers as well. It looks like more and more people 
are stacking Bitcoin. There's more addresses with one Bitcoin or more. What could you surmise with this? This is adoption. These are these are these are numbers that are backing up that Bitcoin is being adopted more and more. There's more Bitcoiners being minted on a daily basis. I think the most bullish number is more whole coiners being minted. And that makes me incredibly bullish and also makes me very happy. Um, of course, it's not it, it, you, you can't say that all of that nine hundred and eighty million. Uh, sorry, nine hundred eighty thousand addresses are one individual. You can't say that, but you could be you could pretty make you can make a pretty strong assumption that a good percentage of that nine hundred eighty thousand is um, is new whole coiners. And that makes me incredibly bullish. I want more people to to become whole coiners. But remember, guys, there will only ever be twenty one million Bitcoin. So there can never be more than twenty one million whole coiners, not to mention the fact that, you know, Michael Saylor uh, owns, I think it's like one in something, one in seven of all Bitcoin ever, right? So there's only so much to be around. There's only so much to go around, but the adoption keeps increasing year over year. I don't know about you, Opti, but that makes me incredibly bullish. What about you, bro? Yeah, man. I mean, hey, Bitcoiners are stacking out there. So shout out to everyone that continuously has their either DCA or their uh, lump sum buys, you know, every week. But I think it's kind of back to an idea that I that I keep talking about. You know, you give people a convenient way to save in Bitcoin and people save in Bitcoin. Obviously, we always touch on uh, the trade off between convenience and privacy. But, hey, it looks like Cash App has been able to not only corner the market, but get people's attention and offer them a way for them to get Bitcoin exposure. But I think not only is there a lot of signal in this about what you mentioned, where a lot of people are buying Bitcoin through Cash App. Uh, someone mentioned on Twitter, and I and I didn't even put the two and two together, but uh, this number, the $7.1 billion of Bitcoin that people bought on Cash App is almost all the Bitcoin produced in 2022. So not only is that like extremely bullish in the, in the meantime, but just imagine when we get past the halving, like, I don't know, guys. I'm not trying to give you guys the Friday hopium, but hey, we are stacking a ridiculous amounts of Bitcoin out there and just double down on the stacks. And then as more people start stacking Bitcoin through these different apps, man, the price is going to go nuclear uh, gradually then suddenly. I, I'm just, uh, you know, <laughs> just stacking my sats and taking it into cold storage because it's going to get crazy. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. But remember, guys. Best place to stack sats, swan.com. Anyways, um, Ryan, what are your thoughts on this, bro? What's your take? Oh, I'm loving watching the adoption grow. It's complicated when you're talking to no coiners and the only thing that they see is the price, but we we see adoption growing in all the different ways to onboard new people, whether it's bringing them on to Noster and various other value for value like podcasting applications more and more people are just getting that easy exposure. And like one of my daughters is addicted to that, um, the, uh, the Thunder Games solitaire. So she's just stacking sats a little bit at a time while she plays her, her solitaire. It's yeah, it's, it's going to get big and it's going to catch a lot of people off guards and I'm just along for the ride. I'm loving it. Yeah. 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 We're all along for the ride. So many things happening. So many things happening all at once. All right, everybody, let's get, uh, if I could find the screen, I'm having trouble today. All right, everybody, let's get to news. We got a lot to talk about during, uh, during the news segment. Let's do this. The Daily News. Brought to you by Blockstream Jade, built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. It's an open source hardware wallet for the cold storage of Bitcoin. Blockstream Jade houses a full color camera, allowing for fully air-gapped Bitcoin transactions. Scan and display QR codes directly on the device to sign transactions and verify addresses with ease. Use your Blockstream Jade with your favorite wallet software, such as the Blockstream Green, Blue Wallet, Electrum, and Sparrow. Get yourself a Blockstream Jade today and take self-custody of your Bitcoin. All right, everybody, let's talk about the big news for today, which is Hong Kong, China, the irresistible incentives of Bitcoin. Anyways, let's get to it. All right, everybody. So the the uh, the headline for of the article for audio listeners is Hong Kong's crypto hub ambitions win quiet backing from Beijing. 
interesting, right? But before I get to that, there was news that came out the day before. Uh, it came out February 22nd, um, Hong Kong to establish task force to help develop Crypto Hub. Hong Kong will set up a task force to provide recommendations on how it could achieve a recently adopted goal of becoming a crypto hub. Quote, over the past few months, a large number of innovative enterprises with potential have been considering setting up businesses in Hong Kong. Financial Secretary Paul Chan said in his 2023-2024 fiscal year budget speech, quote, for the next step, I will establish and lead a task force on virtual asset development with members from relevant policy bureaus, financial regulators, and market participants to provide recommendations on the sustainable and responsible development of the sector. Now, you would think like, okay, uh, you know, this is a nothing burger. Like we have other, so many cities around the world are doing this. But we have to remember that Hong Kong is part of China. And we know China's hostility towards Bitcoin, right? They ban Bitcoin within their miners. They don't want people using Bitcoin on the ground, right? They want people using central bank digital currencies in the country. It is a totalitarian country after all. Um, but the very end of this Bloomberg article, I find it very interesting. And remember, you have to compare and contrast this with how the Biden administration has been, and we've covered this many times, right? Operation Choke Point 2.0, how, how Nick, Carter said, uh, Nick Carter said it in his paper, how the Biden administration has this like shadow war towards the industry, trying to isolate it from the U.S. financial system. Um, and this represents the better flag theory, right? You can't ban Bitcoin. This is Opti's quote. You can only ban yourself from Bitcoin, right? So if the U.S. plays hardball, it risks potentially giving up some of these awesome Bitcoin companies and these awesome Bitcoin companies relocating to Hong Kong, which is controlled by the CCP. Like, why would you do that? Why would you shoot yourself in the foot like that? It's, it's just so ridiculous. Policymakers and regulators, not all of them, of course, they really got to wake up to this fact. You can't just make this thing go away. You either get on the Bitcoin train or it leaves you behind. Anyways. The city's policy shift contrasts with a crackdown in the U.S. following the collapse of the FTX exchange with an $8 billion hole in its finances. And that right there is the key phrase. Anyways, this article is even more interesting. Uh, Hong Kong's crypto hub ambitions win quiet backing from Beijing. In October, Hong Kong rolled out the red carpet for crypto businesses to help re revitalize the embattled financial hub. Signs are now emerging. The push has under-the-radar backing from Beijing, providing impetus for mainland Chinese firms to return. Representatives from China's liaison office and other officials have been frequent guests at the city's crypto gatherings over the past months, swapping business cards and WeChat details, said people familiar with the matter who asked not to be named discussing private information. The encounters have been friendly with officials checking on developments, asking for reports, and in some cases, making follow-up calls, the people said. The liaison office, the top mainland body based in Hong Kong, didn't respond to a request for comment. Local crypto operators say their presence is clearing up any doubts about Beijing's attitude towards Hong Kong's efforts to become a crypto hub. The low-key support shows that officials are keen on using the laissez-faire city as a testing ground for digital assets as they keep a tight rein on any such activity on the mainland. Isn't that interesting, right? But that, that right there reminds me of a very famous article from Alex Gladstein. And the name of the article is Bitcoin is a Trojan Horse for Freedom, right? And I'm going to read you parts of the article on, remember, because this isn't just China doing this, right? They're experimenting. They know that Hong Kong is relatively isolated from mainland. And they're like, you know what? We can get the benefits of Bitcoin, but we could separate the freedom out of it. We could, you know, we could separate the two. And we know Russia is doing the same thing, right? In, in Russia, it's hilarious, right? They want to use, uh, with the last news that came out, they want to use Bitcoin to facilitate international payments, but they, um, they you know, they're, they're more against their own local populace using Bitcoin. So they, they want to reap in the benefits, but they also don't want to give people the freedom either. I would like to make the case that once you incept people 
with the idea that they can hold the money that doesn't require intermediaries, that is very hard to confiscate, it can't be debased, I think it's a very hard ask for them to go back into fiat currencies, right? Anyways, uh, Alex goes on to say, the Trojan horse has been popularized in computer science as a malicious program disguised as a helpful update. But it is also an effective metaphor for how Bitcoin stealthily co-ops actors who do not care about or do not like freedom to promote it anyway. The meme begins with wealthy individuals, corporations, and soon governments, which see Bitcoin as, as glittering digital gold. You see how he said soon governments, right? So this article was written in 2021, right? Out of self-preservation and greed, they're incentivized to buy, mine, or one day tax this new prize to accumulate the soundest money and gain an advantage over their rivals. And remember what it said in the, in the, in the end of this article. The city's policy shifts contrast with a crackdown in the U.S. following the collapse of the FTX exchange. So, and remember what it said in the other article as well, right? They're trying to revitalize the city and remake it a, a, a financial hub, right? Which it took a huge hit after the, you know, the, the Hong Kong protest. Um, and they're trying to bring business back in. But what they don't realize and what Alex is making the case for, and of course what, you know, what Simply Bitcoin makes the case for is that Bitcoin is a Trojan horse. The, once you take the orange pill, you can't go back. Um, specifically for individuals. So um, the meme begins with wealthy individuals, corporations, soon governments, which see Bitcoin as glittering digital gold. Out of self-preservation and greed, they're incentivized to buy, mine, or one day tax this new prize to accumulate the soundest money and gain advantage over their rivals. Bitcoin does, after all, on an exterior, look very appealing. It is the best performing financial asset in the world over the past 12 years. But Bitcoin is not just number go up technology. Hidden behind the eye popping gains is a powerful freedom go up technology and that its new adopters are knowingly or not pushing forward. Number go up and freedom go up are inextricable. You can't separate the two. So very, very, very fascinating. And then another data point that I wanted to share with you guys, right, is even after the China ban, even after the China ban happened, right, it's estimated that a huge portion of the Bitcoin hash rate is still located in mainland China. And I think that really highlights right, the power of Bitcoin's incentives. And that's really the theme of today's episode, right? Even and if you think you can kill Bitcoin in one of the most totalitarian countries on the face of the planet, they couldn't ban this thing. People still want to mine it at risk of going to jail or maybe even government officials, right, through corruption, and they're using their enclave city, right, that has historically had a separate form of government as a testing bed to reap in the benefits of Bitcoin without allowing individuals, um, specifically in the mainland, to adopt it, right? You cannot resist Bitcoin's incentives. And uh, I think that specifically the Hong Kong example connected with the hash rate, you know, connected with the fact that how crazy it is to say this, you know, uh, Hong Kong is being friendlier to to or, or part of China is being friendlier to Bitcoin than the United States. Right. So if a country really wants to reap in the benefits here, if they want to if they want to help their citizens flourish, you know, rather than trying to stop and fight the honey badger, you got to embrace it. But that's a very tough pill for some some politicians because, you know, they are going to have to give up that privilege, you know, that privilege of being able to create money for free that everyone else has to work for. And I just I don't think a lot of people I don't think a lot of power hungry politicians are 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 are, are going to give that that uh, give that over gently. You know, they're just not going to go here are the keys to the kingdom. Have fun, you know, knock yourself out. I think they're going to they're going to fight. You know, and, and specifically in the United States, that's what they're doing. But they're just hurting their citizens. They're not stopping this. You can't stop this train. And uh, and yeah, man. So incredibly bullish news, bro. Not to mention the adoption in the beginning of the episode, the adoption numbers. It's all speculative. We can't know for sure. But it sure does look like it. And of course, you know, Hong Kong. Hey, Bitcoin businesses, if the U.S. treats you bad, you guys are more than welcome to come here, which I think would be a catastrophe 
for the U.S. for policymakers to drop the ball like that. Anyways, Opti, what are your thoughts? And then we'll move on to nuclear Bitcoiner. Well, I mean, you said it and I say it all the time. Can't ban Bitcoin. You can only ban yourself from Bitcoin. And so it's an, another idea that we always talk about here is Bitcoin's incentives just continuously stay winning. And you'd have to be completely oblivious to what's going on in the Bitcoin space to not recognize that Bitcoin is a superior way to not only save but transact with money over the internet. And so, you know, it's, it's, I'm not surprised that we're seeing this, but first and foremost, before I forget, you know, the whole Hong Kong crypto hub part, man, it's Bitcoin, not crypto. Let's go. I'm so sick of using the word crypto. Um, anyway, I think there was a great comment in here and I, I I'm not going to scroll up in the chat, but it's somewhere in here. Shouts out to whoever said it, if I can find it real quick. Uh, he basically said like, this is not about Bitcoin. Uh, it's more about like CBDCs and, and like, you know, speculating on this idea. It's almost like they're trying to take notes as to what is the best narrative to latch on to. And if I connect this with uh, the news, the other news we saw this morning coming out from the ECB um, and their digital euro, they're basically saying the same thing. Like the Bitcoin narrative just continuously is winning. And we I say it all the time. It's our meme world and everyone else is just living in it. And so the ECB news in regard to their digital euro, it's kind of to that guy's comment in the chat is they uh, they came out this morning and said that the digital euro should uh, prioritize online peer to peer payments. And it's like, wait, what <laughs> like, do you do you understand what you're saying? Your, your centralized CBDC is going to somehow become peer to peer. And so I say all that to kind of uh, add a little more credence to what he said. You know, maybe um Beijing is understanding that, hey, we can't actually stop Bitcoin. We need we need to either on the one hand figure out a way to co-opt the Bitcoin narrative so that they get onto our CBDC or, you know, figure out ways to embrace Bitcoin and and go down the, the rabbit hole that Nico just mentioned. The Bitcoin is a, free, a Trojan horse for freedom. So, hey, man, saying all that, putting that all that aside Bitcoin just stays winning. And as a Bitcoiner, like we, we, we're right, guys. Like we, you, you know, acknowledge the fact that you are right on your Bitcoin message. Take Bitcoin into self custody and spread the Bitcoin signal to more people and live a good life. And uh, we will continue to win. And this is exactly why you're known as Optimus <laughs> Fields. Anyways, nuclear Bitcoin, what's your take, bro? I find this fascinating, especially in the context of like the, the BRICS countries relationships strengthening and then the fact that Russia has proposed to sell oil and energy products in everything but US dollars, throwing the petrodollar system into complete disarray. As far as I can tell, it died that day that the Americans froze their assets. And we're living in a new paradigm now where the sands are shifting and everyone's just trying to find find their place in this new system and bitcoin definitely stands a chance to come out on top and there's going to be a lot of forces trying to say that they can outdo bitcoin with whatever cbdc project they have like i wouldn't be surprised if after nigeria they go back to the drawing board and come come back with different new strategies to implement cbdcs because that seems to be in a very chaotic situation that's not going well and clearly just pushing more people to adopt bitcoin and just strengthening the relationships between these countries. And then especially with like China is developing a lot of power infrastructure. So is Russia. Like we, it's known that Gazprom is already mining Bitcoin. Wouldn't be surprised if uh, Rosatom, their nuclear energy uh, company also follows suit shortly and also starts adopting that in the other countries that they're building nuclear reactors for like Egypt and Hungary. Like, it's going to, it's going to escalate and get a lot weirder before things smooth out. But uh, yeah, that's what we're here for. This is a very exciting ride to be a part of. 100%. It's, they don't call it the Bitcoin roller coaster for no reason. And you said something that was really interesting. And it reminds me, I, I forget where I saw this, but they're making the case that we are witnessing the end of the unipolar world, right? This world that was built uh, really at the conclusion of World War II, where, you know, the U.S. is this, you know, supreme superpower. Um, and then specifically after the collapse of the Soviet Union, that was undebatable at that point. And it's almost as if we're witnessing the end of that. Right. But a lot of U.S. politicians are still acting as if, you know, this is the U.S. of of old, you know, and and and, and I think that's really what we're witnessing here 
I don't want to say it's it's the the you know I don't want to say it's the crumbling of an empire. I think it's the death of how things were, and I think be, through that death, there's going to be a rebirth, a revitalization, like a phoenix rising from the ashes, and that's really what I'm looking for. But I hope, like I, I think that is possible, if if the U.S. specifically stops fighting this thing potentially conceding it to a city that is controlled, you know, by, by, you know, a country that, you know, by 2050, they want to be the, the world dominant power. Um, and they should stop fighting and they should embrace this technology. You know, uh, th that's what needs to happen. You know, it's, it's so ridiculous that in a country that, you know, supposedly embodies a lot of the principles of, of Bitcoin, um, it, the, the, the government is actively trying to fight it. And it's so it's so beyond it, it it blows my mind, and I think it I think it's it it's really really putting the U.S. potentially in a very very bad spot moving forward, uh, conceding and, and Bitcoin businesses fleeing to other countries I think is going to have catastrophic consequences moving forward, you know. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm bullish on El Salvador. Um, I'm bullish on all countries that uh, you know uh, uh, make Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin business, make uh, you know doing business and being friendly towards Bitcoin businesses. I'm bullish on them, but I, I'm not bullish on 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 any country that tries to fight this thing. I, I think that they're 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 trying to preserve themselves. The government is trying to preserve themselves. But they're really hurting their citizens, the opportunity for their citizens. But you know what? Specifically, I was talking about the perhaps the federal government, but very, very bullish news coming out of state governments, right? Left and right, Montana wants to protect, you know, Bitcoin mining by law. We had Mississippi as well, not to mention Wyoming, you know, hey private keys are protected. You have the right to run your node. So I love that. You know, of course, not to mention, you know, the, the great state of Texas as well. Right. So we have individual states saying like, yeah, this Bitcoin thing is awesome. They're protecting it. But it looks like the, the, the federal government is the one that that's hostile towards it. But it makes sense because they're the ones that benefit from from the money printer. So it totally makes sense, you know. But holy cow, what a fascinating time to be alive, like witnessing this stuff. This is crazy. This is this is nuts. I don't think I don't think this has ever happened before in uh, in human history. I think that you know the state always somehow controlled the money. You know, um, even since Roman times, they were putting the you know the the faces of the emperors on the coins, right? You know, a, a non-state money. It's such a radical idea, but it it reminds me of the separation of church and state. Uh, that you know, to to. Talk about having that type of government would have seemed radical 200 years ago. You'd, you'd, look, you'd be laughed out of the room. And it, I feel like history is repeating itself in a way, right, where, you know, we're witnessing that same cognitive dissonance from, these, from the establishment, from the powers that be. And they're just like, no, it's impossible. Money, you know, and you see it with, with Augustine Carson, like you need the central planning, you need the trust of the central bank, you need the backing of the full faith of the U.S. government. And then Bitcoin is just proving them wrong. It's saying, no, we exist anyways, and we're better money. F you guys, you know, and they're like, no, that can't happen. Bitcoin isn't money. F you, we have to ban it. It's used for terrorists, you know, like, holy cow. Wow. Very, very privileged to live through these times and happy to be in the trenches with all you guys. And uh, anyways. Let's get to the culture, Bitcoin and nuclear energy. Let's do this. The Daily Culture. Brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases, serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit SwanBitcoin.com today. All right, guys, I also want to give a shout out to the Bitcoin conference that Opti and I met at. We we didn't really know each other. And I said, Opti, let's stay in a room together. Um, and this this is uh, and I don't want you guys to get any ideas, but <laughs> we stayed at, we stayed in a room together. We didn't really know each other, but we knew we spoke the same language. 
We spoke the same language and because we spoke the same language and because we we're using the same unit of account, our incentives were aligned, man. And uh, it's a very, very special conference. Means a lot to me. We're going to be there as well. We're going to be holding down their Twitter spaces also, um, potentially, you know, be be live streaming from the event. Guys, you don't want to miss it. Bitblock Boom, August 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th, 2023. It's in Austin, Texas. You can use the promo code SIMPLYBITCOIN to get a big discount on your tickets. And of course, you don't want to miss Unconfiscatable. It's in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's also a poker tournament. Poker tournament is a hell lot of fun. First poker tournament I've ever did. I'm super proud of this. I'm going to keep telling you guys. I came in eighth place out of 100, and I don't know how to play poker. Absolutely. It's it's a blast. I think the winning prize is one full Bitcoin. Super, super fun. It's also a Bitcoin conference as well, and some of the speakers include Tone Vase, Adam Back, Jimmy Song, Jack Maulers, Greg Foss, Mark Moss, Dan Held, Ben Gagnon. He's been on the show many times. And look, BTC Sessions is on there as well. You guys don't want to miss this awesome Bitcoin celebration. And you can take advantage of the promo code SIMPLY10 to get a big discount too. Unconfiscatable. Anyways, Opti. Uh, all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Enough Nico today. No, uh, just joking. All right. So our guest today, Nuclear Bitcoin, um, we're, we're just going to talk. I know you're super bullish on uh, nuclear power and Bitcoin mining. And I just think it's very interesting. You know, Bitcoin gets a lot of hate when it comes to its energy use and the conversation gets tricky. And then it gets even more so when you bring in nuclear power, because nuclear power in general just gets a bad view. But as Bitcoiners, as someone that's dove down the rabbit hole uh you know it's very in my opinion it's the best energy you know like it, it is the greenest energy in my opinion and then not only in my opinion and i'm sure yours but we're seeing a lot of articles coming out from you know corporate press mainstream news in regards to bitcoin miners seeking nuclear power uh we are hearing that we're going to see the first nuclear powered bitcoin mining center in q1 of this year so I did bring a meme here. We do love memes here on this show, and you retweeted this one. So for the people out there, you guys can see this on the show. But hey, uh, Ryan or Nuclear nuclear Bitcoin, uh, how bullish are you on nuclear-powered Bitcoining or nuclear-powered Bitcoin mining? You were telling me some stuff in the before the show, and uh, I, know, I know you have a lot of coverage. So maybe, I don't know, where should we start? Should we start with debunking nuclear power, or do we just start with getting people bullish on Bitcoin mining with nuclear power? Well, I'll just open up with a few just positives about nuclear power, and then we'll get right into the uh, the Bitcoin mining and what's happening today and what uh, I expect will be happening in the not-too-distant future. But uh, as far as nuclear power goes, it's the most reliable, low-emission, smallest land footprint, the least material requirements. Like, it's not, it may not be number one in all of those categories. But when you combine all of those categories, reliability, safety, affordability, low emissions, land use, materials, it is by far the top dog in the industry. It has the highest power density and it's always available. It, like You can actually follow load with nuclear reactors and they can also be used for industrial heat applications as well, which is something that wind and solar and other their competitors can't really do. Um, it's a great replacement for for uh, retiring coal plants. It's a great, yeah, it's just a great baseload energy that many countries have been relying on for decades now. Canada uh, in Ontario has a massive, uh, massive fleet of can-do reactors. Um, where else is France has lots of nuclear reactors. There's a bunch scattered around through Europe. America has their own fleet. Um, Japan is actually an interesting one because after Fukushima, all of their entire fleet was shut down and they're right now beginning the process of re of restarting them, which is why I find the announcement of TEPCO, their grid operator, announcing that they're going to engage in something like Bitcoin mining and to maintain grid stability is very interesting because they're going to be transitioning away from importing natural gas into restarting their nuclear reactors. So they're going to have a lot of surplus generation that they're going to need to, to find a home for during that transition period. So Bitcoin mining is going to be a massive asset in that process. And then like another interesting one on that front is um, the United Arab Emirates had just announced that they're doing a partnership with Marathon Digital Holdings. And I would not be surprised if that is 
related to the fact that they just completed commissioning for large nuclear reactors that they built in conjunction with uh, the South Korean power company. And yeah, where else is there nuclear happening? Then in America, there's the uh, the Pennsylvania project that's happening with Terra Wolf, and that's the one that you had brought up earlier. That's uh, Alex Brammer is the head on that uh, project. Is very very gung ho to get that going. And then uh, what's most exciting about that one though is that that's the first one that's officially like behind the meter that's operating in conjunction with the reactor, whereas in the states like Georgia and Ohio, there are Bitcoin miners there using the grid, which is mostly nuclear. Like for instance, uh, CleanSpark has a has a massive uh, uh, facility in Georgia that they're expanding as uh, the capacity of the Vogel reactors adds two full units of a little bit over a gigawatt each to the uh, to the grid in Georgia. So that's going to be huge, and just all of these little little uh events just add up to that we're we're still in the gradually phase but sooner or later it's going to reach critical mass and then suddenly talking about mining bitcoin with nuclear power is just going to be a common thing that everybody is talking about so i'm just trying to get get ahead of the game so that when we start deploying the next generation of nuclear reactors the generation four types and the small modular reactors that have a much larger um, range of applications that they can be applied to that bitcoin mining is going to be capable of amplifying their capabilities by providing that by our first resort and then the dynamic uh, grid management and various other ancillary services that they can provide beyond just monetizing surplus and wasted electricity, which is going to be huge for the industry. Like I, I am absolutely certain that this, this phase that we're going through with lots of building, lots of wind and solar with and using Bitcoin mining is, is going to kind of burn out after a while because everything's going to end up transitioning to nuclear once we get into the thirties and forties. So it's, very, very exciting times on this nuclear front. Let's go. Wow. Well, I'm already getting bullish. But, hey, uh, maybe for the people out there um, that can't connect the dots, why would a Bitcoin miner want to plug into a nuclear power plant? Because that's a lot of electricity. And Bitcoin miners have an insatiable appetite for electricity. And the way that it's structured with the difficulty adjustment, like in theory, we could just keep feeding it and it's just going to keep taking it. And there's really no limit to how much we can put into this, this network. And, and then it creates the positive feedback loops where as you have more reliable and credible industries engaging with Bitcoin mining in the industry, then you, yeah, then the value of the asset goes up and then it just, just it just creates those the the game theory feedback loops and then everyone everywhere is going to be trying to get a piece of this and there's so many different applications as to where we can deploy these nuclear reactors like i've been talking about um uh, i spoke with daniel prince a few weeks ago and he was pitching the idea of getting nuclear in madeira and i was poking around when i went to adopting bitcoin about maybe el salvador could use some nuclear power and then actually while i was there i met uh Prince Philip of Serbia and suggested that Serbia could use some nuclear powers. So lots of uh, lots of good, interesting places that are very Bitcoin positive that are showing an interest in nuclear power. And then in Africa, several of the countries that have strong Bitcoin adoption are also looking into nuclear power as well, uh, like Ghana, Uganda. Like I think there was a crossover of like five or maybe six of the countries that were part of that delegation that visited El Salvador are also pursuing nuclear power in some form or another. So there's, I'm very bullish on Africa in Bitcoin mining and nuclear power. And yeah, we're going to help them come and catch up to the rest of the world very quickly once this technology is unleashed. Wow, I am so bullish right now in regards to mining. Uh, what are the main hurdles that, that you're seeing right now um, in regards to like pushback with maybe not just nuclear power, but like in in uh, in like a general perspective, uh, like the nuclear power has like very well financed anti nuclear uh, groups that have been around for decades now, and they get financed to the tune of billions of dollars to put out 
fud against the industry that most of it is like like yeah we're, we're in bitcoin so we see the fud all the time and then we know that it's just these people trying to disparage the industry they clearly can't keep up or do their homework or they know that they're saying things that are completely false in the face of contrary evidence that that they're either exaggerating or just being deceitful and it's it's very it's been a very tough situation to overcome especially with the situations like chernobyl and fukushima which are incredibly rare events considering the amount of nuclear reactors that have been operating around the world for six seven decades now and those are the only instances incidents that have ever really happened that have had any casualties whatsoever and even then it is minuscule in the grand scheme of things relative to the amount of power that a nuclear power plant can generate um and then like on the bitcoin side of things pushing that towards people in in the nuclear industry it's only really while the no coiners don't see the value of bitcoin is is the biggest obstacle because if otherwise they're they see like oh we can use other technologies like hydrogen for demand response we don't it's just a a silly yeah magic internet money it's not worth anything but as soon as you crack that nut and just kind of explain it to them that it's just an arbitrage play it doesn't really matter what you think about bitcoin it just matters can you plug in these computers and can you earn a bitcoin for less than what you can sell it for on the open market and just arbitrage that cost and just make a profit off of electricity that wouldn't have been worth like anything or in some cases it's even a liability to uh, generate surplus electricity because it can disrupt the the frequency of the grids and cause brownouts and blackouts and various negative effects to the, the power systems so it's 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 important to maintain like a stable output from a nuclear reactor like although i did mention that they can load follow it does disrupt the economics and it does create unnecessary wear and tear on the uh, turbine systems and, and the core by by doing that when uh, if they would just have Bitcoin mining just to fill that space where their surplus is, then they can keep the reactors running at 100%. And then they've always got that just that extra market to sell electricity to on the margins when they need to. So like I foresee in the not too distant future, once we start deploying more nuclear reactors using this strategy, that there'll be there'll be many that are just mining at the margins just to just to capture their surplus and, and minimize their economic losses well there may be some that have the intent to to buy a, an entire reactor unit just for the purpose of of mining bitcoin and going and setting up somewhere they can build a citadel like there's so much potential like we can play out brandon quittam's pioneer species idea we can just drop drop a small modular nuclear reactor with uh, a contingency of bitcoin miners and then uh monetize it while we're waiting for our transmission to be set up and then just slowly as more sophisticated energy buyers enter that market peel off the miners and redeploy them to some other um, operation where they'll be useful or because of the modularity of, of this new generation of reactors is going to work you can just add a new reactor module and then just fill in the space again there's an infinite ways that this can be configured because the the small modular reactors come in a number of different sizes like uh, the one that we intend to build and demonstrate at canadian nuclear laboratories is going to be just a five megawatt unit and its purpose is to displace diesel generation in remote communities and then uh there's a, a 300 megawatt unit that's being built at the darlington site in ontario and it's more going to be just a small modular set up for for grid operations and smaller communities that don't need like a giant gigawatt level facility like when it would be perfect for like smaller countries like say uh estonia would be a good application for a small small reactor like that and then there's dozens of other ones that are in between like uh there's like an 80 megawatt one there's one that's 120 one that's 200 so then you can set them up in modules so if you want a community with say 30 megawatts you build six modules of the five megawatt unit but then once you get up to a certain point maybe it would be better to uh, drop in an 80 80 megawatt unit and then go from there and and just iterate with the different sizes and, and find out which ones work best for various scenarios and i'm trying to work with a team that's at the cnl that's developing hybrid energy system models to incorporate just a hash price variable into that those models so that we can see what 
different yeah but different scenarios we can play out where where bitcoin mining can fit into these deployment scenarios is there's I, I, I don't even know what's going to happen. I'm just trying to set the stage for it to happen and then let, let the builders take it from there. It's, there's so many creative people out there and this will, this will unlock a lot, of, um, a, lot of, a lot of human capital from a lot of places where they're just um, where poverty is very abundant and most people are just trying, trying to survive day to day and they don't have time to think about the future. But by deploying reliable electricity to remote communities that are stricken with poverty, it, it unlocks them to be able to find meaning in their lives beyond just surviving. So it's going to, there's just many, many levels to how it's going to benefit like all levels of society from just the countries that start building these reactors to the ones that are like, they get deployed to. Cause the cool thing about them is that they're going to be built in a factory. And instead of the way that conventional reactors are built, like that are built from the ground up on site, these ones will be built similar to um, like aircraft and ships in a central facility. And then they'll, they're designed in such a way that the, the major components can be shipped uh, using standard shipping te- uh, containers. And some, some will need multiple containers and then assembled on site, whereas the other ones, like the very, very small ones, the reactor will be shipped almost completely assembled and it will be able to be operational within like six months to under a year from being sent to site and generating electricity. So there's, yeah, we're, we're going to do some crazy stuff with these small modular reactors and it's going to get very exciting very, very quickly, but we still have a good four or five years to go before we start seeing any of them demonstrated. And my hope is that by having this extra variable of Bitcoin mining that's, that may give more reactors the potential to get to that first of first of a kind stage where they can actually demonstrate their capabilities, whether it's for for like having thermal storage or using um, uh, recycled fuel from other reactors. There's there's all kinds of cool peripheral technologies that are being tested alongside these reactors as well. And I just believe that Bitcoin mining just gives an extra tool in their, their kit that will uh, amplify everything else that we're expecting them to be capable of doing. I just, yeah, I'm very bullish on nuclear power and I want, I want to see humanity embrace it better. And it's going very well. Lots of good uh, nuclear advocacy nuclear advocacy going on from the younger generation these days. So that's also very, very exciting. I'm so excited. I I said it when I heard the news, uh, the Pennsylvania news, I I got so bullish because (laughs) I'm like, yo, I can't wait till everyone has nuclear powered mining going on. And it's, I'm just excited for what you said. But before I go into the meme review, guys, I I saw this, uh, this sentence of yours, bro. Uh, on the blue collar Bitcoin podcast Twitter, and, and I just thought it's just like beautifully stated. So I just wanted to cover it. These are your words, not mine, but it's Bitcoin is a commodity, energy-based money that allows any global user the opportunity to translate electro electrical work into a digitally transferable asset. I just love this, bro. Like you, you're just killing it. So kudos to you. Um, is there any last thing that that you'd wanna you wanna add on to the nuclear that that we haven't touched on? Uh well, there's one crazy idea that I like to explore every once in a while, and it's related more to nuclear weapons and just the incentive we have. If if nu- if Bitcoin mining can drive the incentive for nuclear more nuclear power, I believe that it could be strong enough someday that it leads to massive depro deproliferation of nuclear weapons stockpiles to generate more hash rate and well essentially play out jason lowry's thesis and that countries are going to be competing at this at a high level and it's going to get crazy competitive i'm 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 for it i want to i want to provoke a hash war and get this show on the road Yo, okay. All right, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. Oh, man. Okay, awesome. All right, well, let's get into the memes. The Daily Meme Review. 
Brought to you by Kaboom Racks. I get this question all the time. Nico, where should I buy Bitcoin miners? The answer is Kaboom Racks. It's the best place to buy Bitcoin miners. That's where you're going to find the best deals and the best prices. Start your mining utopia today. To check out their racks, you got to go to t.me slash Kaboom Racks. Join their Telegram group and start your mining journey today. Kaboom Racks. Kaboom racks. All right, guys, you already know this is a meme review where we cover your memes. We give them the scores because, as I tell you guys every single day, we are in an information war. There's a lot of FUD busting we have to do. So part of that FUD busting comes with busting balls and ridiculing them in memes, putting truth in art, and spreading that signal out there. As we say every single day, tweets are the bullets, memes are the artillery. And as you can tell, we are winning the meme war, boys and girls. So drop your meme review score in the chat, and I will cover it after the memes. This first one is by Sailor. Shouts out to Sailor. Actually, I think he quotes uh, Sapiens in this one. So this might be Bitcoin Sapiens artwork, but Sailor is repurposing it. And I really like the what he put on the tweet. The monsters want your Bitcoin. And you can see uh, this dragon... I'm guessing, I don't know, Kraken, I don't know what it is, but it's a monster and they want your Bitcoin. So what are you going to do? You're going to take your Bitcoin into self-custody, into cold storage under a wallet that you control the private keys. This is the way, boys and girls, because do not give them your Bitcoin. As we are seeing, we're seeing grumblings all around the world that the banks the unproductive class. They want your Bitcoin. So don't give them your Bitcoin. This next one, actually, <laughs> nuclear Bitcoin, you might find this one funny. Again, first and foremost, we do not endorse you guys breaking the laws here, but there was a story that came out about uh, a man in Massachusetts that took some energy from a public school to mine Bitcoin. And we're not, we're, we're not going to comment on the story, but I thought Rave Elevator's meme was actually hilarious. So, hey, uh, Nico's not here. He's going to get mad at me whatever anyway someone stole electricity from a public school to mine bitcoin and it's the classic guy pointing in the mirror and he goes you're not mining bitcoin at a loss you're a genius for figuring out something public school is good for <laughs> oh man rape elevator oh, amazing amazing okay this next one is by our friend at rd underscore btc and he goes cooking the book since 1913 hashtag cpi hashtag inflation hashtag central banks hashtag bitcoin and we got a central banker a central banker over here making a stew of cpi lies because you guys all know i think we've debunked this so many times on this show cpi is literally a metric to manipulate how the normies think about inflation okay this next one shouts out to count bitcoin on twitter and he goes, that's the neat part. And so we got a screenshot of Jack over here. And it's a screenshot of Brian Armstrong introducing or launching his uh, Metherium Layer 2 uh, <laughs> protocol for quote-unquote scalability and usability. And then Jack's comment goes, how does this bring people economic freedom? And I forget what show this is, but that's the neat part. It doesn't. It only lines their bags. Huddle Bitcoin, guys. It's very simple. Anyways, this next one is by our friend Bitcoin Meme Hub. And he goes, quote unquote, Bitcoin is losing. Nah. And we got a uh, a play on 300, the movie. And we got Jerome Powell. And we got Augustus Carson. I forget what this guy is, but he's very famous for holding that sheet of paper with his wives. And instead of 300, it's 21 million. And all you plebs out there. Holding the line, stacking Bitcoin, ridiculing their ridiculous FUD, and spreading the Bitcoin signal. And this next one, again, uh, I, I think this might be like a play on Augustus Carson. But anyways, Alistair uh, Milne probably butchered your name, bro, on Twitter. And he goes, run, banker, run. And we got a very fat cat banker over here getting chased down by the Bitcoin train. And as we've been showing all today... They can't run away from Bitcoin. Bitcoin is coming for their lunch, boys and girls. And this next one, you you know me. I hate using the word we, but the truth is the truth here. And shout out to the Bitcoin company at the BTC Co. on Twitter. And he goes, we are all Bitcoin. And all you guys out there stacking Bitcoin, the individual is Bitcoin. And as you take your Bitcoin into self-custody, as we spread the Bitcoin signal around and get more people on the Bitcoin standard, we take back our lives. We take back our livelihood. We take back our time because the powers that be have stolen it from far too long. And now we have the solution, and that is Bitcoin. Anyways, guys, drop your meme review score in the chat, and I will cover it live. My uh, my meme review score today 
<laughs> is this dirty fork that is on my to my desk from my dinner last night. Okay. All right. Nuclear Bitcoin, what's your score today? I'll give those a uranium fuel rod. Hey, yo. Okay. All right. Okay. Oops, wrong one. <laughs> All right, guys. You already know why you drop your meme review score in the chat. Check out representltd.com with the promo code simply-bitcoin, all caps. We rock the merch every single day. I'm rocking the dad hat. I literally, it's getting dirty. I should probably wash it because I I wear it way too much. It's comfy. It's cool. Uh, Go spread the Bitcoin signal by just rocking a comfy, comfy hoodie. Anyways, let's get to some of these scores. I saw we had had one up here, so let me me get into this. Uh, Someone said it was a premature one. Hold on, hold on. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? I don't know. We're going to start with this one. Uh, first, the Bitcoin rug company. Hey, bro, uh, I know you got mad at me yesterday, but literally I didn't see your score. It wasn't even in the chat, but hey, that's neither here nor there. Uh, the Bitcoin rug company's review <laughs> score is score. SB family discount, 21% yield when you stake your Bitcoin with the Bitcoin rug company. <laughs> Do not, do not stake your Bitcoin with the Bitcoin rug company. Okay, this next one by Elaine Lowell, and she goes, I give those memes peace on earth brought to you by Bitcoin. Let's go. Okay, this next score, Aaron Lucy, Luce, meme score, a sub with soggy bread. Yikes. Okay, delicious. All right, Jay Semina, I give those memes a Snickers bar. Oh, I do love Snickers. Don't tell everyone. I'm going to get tomatoes thrown at me. Uh, this next one, taking care of Bitcoin. I give those memes two dudes, one room. Chrissy is not going to like this. Or will she? Oh, man, wrecked. Nico wrecking us. Okay, this next one, Bitcoin for Canadian. I give those memes megawatts of hodling energy for a few years. Let's go. Bitcoin Becca, next score. I give these memes 69 zaps. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Next score. I'm looking for the buzzer as we speak. Okay. Phil C. I give these memes a flashback to $100 Bitcoin and $199 a dollar for a dozen eggs. Yes. What a, what a, what a simpler time. All right. This next one. ES review score laser eyes powered by nuclear power. Let's go. All right. I think. Two more. We're going to go two more after Jedi. 15 or 16 radioisotopes. Let's go. All right. I don't know how to say your name. Forgive me. I give these memes a thorium reactor. And then the last one, HODL coin. I give those memes an SMR. Let's go. All right, boys and girls. It is Friday. So let me pull up the value for value score over here so if you like the show we have the audio only show on anchor we are on uh, spotify we're on apple and of course we are a part of the valley for valley economy on fountain so we got a few comments over here uh we have user 813-459-892-106220 streaming us from sat on uh episode 682 bro appreciate it really appreciate it this next one by clark ian streaming us some sats on episode 681 bitcoin is losing against fiat shouts out to augustus carson he's wrecked all right this next one shouts out to rag three underscore af oh on the tto with tarantula let's go bro he streamed us some sats really appreciate it and then the last one for today is by at hello there on episode 682 the u.s government to shut down stable coins not bitcoin so guys uh, appreciate everyone sending us sats. Of course, I didn't cover every single stream sat that you guys sent us, but just know that I see them all and I'm just picking the the different various names there so that I can make this segment shorter <laughs> than it will be. Okay, before we go though, shouts out to our guest today, Nuclear Bitcoin, bro. Uh, what are you working on? Where do you want people to find you on the internet? Uh, what do you What do you have in the in the works for people out there? Yeah, uh, you can find me Twitter and Noster, Nuclear Bitcoiner. Um, what I'm working on, mostly just trying to gain more traction within the industry, getting senior executives on board with the idea, getting uh, the research scientists on board with the idea, just shoving as much information as I can in front of them. Like whenever uh, like uh, Sean Connell from Lancium puts out a report for the demand response that they're doing down in Texas or... I see data coming out uh, from the Pennsylvania facility. 
like I'm just every everything like like read this stuff. Like uh, I was uh, was passing around yesterday. The I think CTO Matt Schultz from Clean Spark was on uh, was on the Blockware Intelligence podcast. So I've been passing that around. It was like because that like they're they're the ideal. They're one of the ideal Bitcoin miners. I don't want to say that there aren't any others out there, but like CleanSpark is one of the like top-notch ones that seem to know very have a very good strategy as how to play this game. And I would like to see more of them and and bring in some of these good miners to speak with some of these people within the nuclear industry and start putting putting heads together and see where we can go. That's my game plan at the moment. Got about, Let's go. Yeah, got about four reactors, four years before we start to building these demonstration reactors. So groundwork is getting laid awesome bro well next time you have some news bro we'll bring you back on we appreciate your time bro uh if you have a moment i know i know you're at fiat mining right now but we are running the spaces live so if you can pop in maybe people have more questions if not really appreciate it dog and uh let us know when you got some more news and we'll bring you back on maybe we can have a long-form conversation on that i'm gonna put you behind the scenes but uh right on you having me bro All right, guys, really appreciate everyone that supported us, that's in the chat, that is liking, that is sharing. Continue to spread the Bitcoin signal. Continue to uh, like, subscribe, share all the content, not only our show, but all the Bitcoin content out there. And, of course, we are live right now on Twitter Spaces. So come join us on Twitter Space if you want to continue the conversation. And we will see you on Monday, guys. Have a great weekend. We really appreciate all the support. Until next time, peace out. This is Simply Bitcoin.